Hey everybody, welcome to Sidetracks, a show about two guys drinking whiskey, coming up with movie ideas, and shooting the shit about anything and everything. We're your hosts, I am Tom. I'm Gary, uh, and today we're doing an ideas episode. Ideas episode. And this is this one you guys are coming in blind. <laughs> Nobody knows what this ideas episode is except for me and Tom, because we forgot to think about it at the end of the last episode. To be fair, mm-hmm. we even know what the idea is for this ideas episode, and... Let's see how this goes. Let's see how it goes. You might never hear this. This might go right in the trash can. (laughs) Oh, well, it's going out. It's going to be put out. It just just may be. um, uh, It's a great idea, but we may have set ourselves up to fail because there are certainly some issues with our idea. Okay. so What's the idea, Gary? (sighs) The idea today is to rethink Disney movies as if they were directed by Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino famously directed uh, such films as Pulp Fiction, uh, Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. uh, other movies I can't think off the top of my head. Django Unchained, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Jackie ultra, Brown, Ultra Stylized, R- Reservoir Dogs, Ultra Violent Movies, right? Death Proof. I didn't see that one. Um, uh, yeah, it's a good one. I didn't see the latest one either. I'm not a huge fan. You don't like Quentin Tarantino? I like God. I love Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I love certain of his movies. I find a lot of them to be a little bit boring and like I don't know, full of themselves. Oh my God, they're immensely self-indulgent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Inglorious Bastards. That's Inglorious that's by Bastards, far my yeah. favorite. I can't stand, I, I can't watch Pulp Fiction again. Like I just don't get no, it. I probably won't watch that one again. I'll definitely watch Reservoir Dogs again. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs was good. I'll give you that. Yeah. I just finished watching uh, Hateful Eight again. The Hateful Eight was. Really interesting. Is that the one all shot in the cabin? Yes. Yeah, that was good. That was actually yeah. pretty good. And uh, uh, Django Unchained. Um, although it it has some issues with the N word, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, fantastic movie. Like if that I like movie Django was Unchained as well. Yeah, that's that like my movie, second favorite. If that movie was directed by an African American director, that would have won Oscars. You think so? I think. I think so. I just like whenever he shoots anybody, they just explode in blood. They fucking exploded. What was that first one that he did um, in the desert with the strip club, the vampires? Is that him? Well, he wrote it. He didn't direct it. That was Robert okay. Rodriguez directed it. Oh, okay. But he wrote, he wrote it. Yeah, everybody but exploded like, there. Yeah, like True Romance, he, he wrote that but didn't direct it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of them. Uh, okay, there's a bunch. Yeah, who gives a shit? The, uh, but Yeah. I'm going to go on a sidetrack. No, oh, okay. Unless you want to keep talking about Quentin Tarantino. No, I've got a few sidetracks of my own. Listen, my entire life is just a little bit better today. Okay. Because I started to get a little bit of grass uh, in my lawn. So we like put a bunch of, of topsoil down, threw a bunch <laughs> of seeds on it. In like two weeks, I got nothing. I started like yelling at the wife. I was like, think I need to reseed it. I don't know. Do I need to reseed it? I was starting to freak out today. Oof, just a little half inch of grass. <laughs> And when you live in suburban America and you can't leave your house, there is no feeling better than seeing it start to green out there. Oh, so good. And you know what happened? What? One of my children, I was like, you should go see how nice the grass is, walked right over it. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? And they, three of them, all three of them, seven, 13, 14, looked at me and they didn't know. And the 14 year old goes, oh, me? I was like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God. 
I love that you turned him into like like the uh, the fry cook from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the Swedish chef. Did, did they not know what what portion of grass you were talking about? So it's uh, fairly large, and it goes halfway around the um, trampoline. So he walked around like the back and was like looking down at the grass <laughs> as he's walking on it. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, it is grass. <sighs> He, but he knew better. So the <laughs> seven-year-old and the thirteen-year-old did not do that. They looked from a distance, and then they went at the trampoline. Oh, it was out of spite. It was, was a, it was a spiteful jaunt. He must know that um, that grass gives me more joy than anything else in life right now. Uh, <laughs> Don't you understand? Nah. I love that grass more than you. <laughs> <laughs> He's not gonna like it when I um, walk all over his Fortnite disc. I can tell you that. <laughs> Can we skinny side a, up? Can we take a video and put that up on Instagram? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> what did he do once you yelled at him? He laughed at me pretty much oh. the same way I did, and then he got on the trampoline. <laughs> he knows I'm all bark and no bite. I gotta tell you that, like being home all the time, I don't know if somehow my presence here is um, making everything deteriorate faster or what. But <laughs> my house is starting to more? fall apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went. I kicked like a post for my my front porch. <laughs> Fucking my foot went straight in there. <laughs> there is there is nothing left of that post. I was like, huh, that's great. There's, there's so little uh, siding to my house at this point, the woodpeckers don't even bother. <laughs> they're done with that, yeah. Huh. Yeah, they're like, there's, there's like, yeah, I could peck there, but there's nowhere to stand. You can't peck Tyvek, right? <laughs> I mean, down to the Tyvek people. <laughs> oh, the whole the whole place is just falling apart. Yeah, I just think you're noticing it more. Maybe. My son yesterday was like, um, there's there are bees in the ceiling fan. I, I saw... F- Two bees fly out of the ceiling fan. Like, how does it's a how does a bee get into a ceiling fan? It doesn't make any sense. It's are there apart. holes? Are they holes in the ceiling fan? Oh, it's pretty high up. I'd have to get a ladder out. It looks like no, because because um, they do have wings, Gary. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, so you think they flew up there? I think they flew up there, Gary. All right. I'm afraid that if I take it down, this is gonna. I'm just gonna be looking at sky. You know, like because otherwise, <laughs> like... what are you doing there? <laughs> I think it's just because you're home now. Because typically, whenever I go to your house, I'll turn to my wife and be like, "Oh, he's really in this place. Go to shit." So I, just, I just think it's that you're home. You're noticing, and it so more. now I'm seeing it. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, you came over to the house, and I was like um, around the side, uh, and you were like walking to the front door, and you're like, oh, "I would have mowed the lawn if I had people come over." <laughs> yeah. Did you I know you were there? It? No, you had no idea. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so much better that I didn't know you were there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, people coming over. I had to mow the lawn. I don't know. I think I was joking because I'm the laziest piece of shit out there. And I <laughs> I've been driving by anyone. Every Sunday night, I drive by your house now, making sure that you've mowed that lawn. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom, <laughs> guess what? Look a little overgrown out there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's up to my ankles here, huh? <laughs> Trying to get some ticks, huh? Is that what you're doing? Looking for ticks? <laughs> uh, we put a uh, above ground pool in the backyard. Oh, very cool for the, for the kids because yeah. they're not going to be allowed to leave the house all summer. Yep, yep. We picked. Uh, it's, it's funny. So we picked this part of the yard, and I watched it all day. I watched it all day. The sun never touches it. Good job. Not Good once. Job. 
It's like it, you want your kids to have a pool so they can't complain about it, but you don't want them to use it because it's too cold, right? Is yeah, that, exactly. Is that what you're going for? But like this, like I know the sun goes west to east in a straight line, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. somehow the trail of the sun skirts the edge of a round pool and never touches it. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know how it happens. It doesn't yeah. seem physically possible. They call that the noon-to-one jog, where the sun <laughs> just kind of takes a little northerly northerly loop and then keeps going on its way. <laughs> yeah, you think I was living in, like, uh, the North Pole or something. Yeah, the way, yeah. The way the sun's moving. Yeah, no, noonday it's, it's, jog. And it, and it is chilly. It I'm is chilly. sure. It, well, it's it May. Is, it's 59 degrees. Are they gone? Have they gone in yet? My youngest did. My eldest refused. Yeah, I don't. I would. I would go with your eldest there. <laughs> I like it at a nice eighty-eight. What, how, what kind of heater situation you got on that thing? Um. So uh, we we have this giant giant uh, heater. Mm-hmm. Um. It's like uh, three hundred thousand miles away. Yeah. So I was thinking. All right. I was waiting for it. <laughs> you do like my parents did when I was a kid. You get the solar cover so that you get a half inch of really warm water and then freezing cold underneath it. Yeah, we do have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the sun never hits never the hits solar it. cover. Yeah, at that point so you're it, just trapping in the cold, right? Yeah. It's like <laughs> I like, it's like to think insulating of, the pool. <laughs> I like to think of it as I bought the pool a fifty dollar blanket. Nice. <laughs> oh, are you cold, honey? Oh, to put this on at night, you'll be fine. Let's keep that mean sun away from you. Let's just put this blanket on you. You're a put that blanket on. <laughs> all right, do you want one of my ideas? Uh, yeah, I do. Give me your idea. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Um, I decided that Quentin Tarantino was gonna remake Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Nice. Um, in the style of Kill Bill. Oh. Okay. So, so I'm with you. So Belle is the bride, right? And oh, and you know at the start of the movie, um, Belle is going through provincial France. <laughs> uh, so instead, she's going to be going through like rural Japan with her Hattori Hanzo sword, right? Nice, yeah. Um, and and she's going to start singing about what she sees, just like they do in that movie, right? Yeah. Okay, ready? Oh my God, are you going to sing to me? Little Please tell me you're going to sing to me. Oh it's my a God. quiet village. It's happening. Every day <laughs> with my Hattori Hanzo. Little town full of little people waking up to say, Ohio, 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 Ohio. What did you say? There goes the farmer with his hat like always. The same old rice and rice to sell. Anyway. That's how it opens, okay? Do you have any more? No, that's it. That's how it's far as I I'll give you $10 if you give me more. Oh, I my got no more. God. I, I, uh, it took me uh, three and a half hours to write that. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> this might be my favorite thing from the show so far. <laughs> so Bill and Gaston are now the same character, right? So Bill and Gaston, yep. So I feel like, uh, you know, he goes through his song. I don't have any more songs, just so you know. Rest of the episode, no more songs. Um, about how he wants to marry Belle. And, uh, you know, she rejects him. And instead of, like, just, uh, I don't know what the fuck happens in that movie. He, like, he like you know, <laughs> shoots her in the head, right? Just like in uh, Kill Bill. Right. So instead of uh, recovering in a hospital, she's in, like, she recovers in the hospital and then gets sent to an insane asylum, which is, like, the big old mansion with the beast, right? Right. So the twist here is that the bride is both the beauty and the beast because oh she's a little bit fucking crazy. Um, nice. And she's talking to like fucking forks and furniture and bullshit. And these are all just inmates in the asylum. And, you know, as 
Belle, she's like singing and talking and, and having fun with them. And as the beast, she's just like fucking killing them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> with their fancy sword. Oh, my God. How great is that? If we choose this episode, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we are flushing out that song and singing it together. Yeah, that's that sounds good. Are you taking notes to say that you said that so we have to actually do it? Yep, I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. All right. All right, let me give you one of mine. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I don't have any singing of mine. Okay, my sorry ca- about I, that. I, I, no, it's all right. I wish I did. Uh, my The trouble I ran into, right, is Quentin tends to be very violent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Disney movies tend not to be. That was the juxtaposition I thought would be fun to play with. I know. Yeah, yeah. And I do play with it. Quentin. Quentin likes to use a lot of the N word. Mm-hmm. Disney has a limit of three per movie. <laughs> three per movie. <laughs> that number that number was dropped down in the '60s when Disney died. He said it was you could do as many as you wanted. Yeah, yeah. He had no limit. Obviously, no, we, we've right, all been yeah. on um, <laughs> tugboat Willie. <laughs> oh yeah, there. I was thinking that ride with the flume. What's the Splash Mountain? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Splash Mountain like, is is racist from start yeah. to finish. I swear to God, that rabbit just is super racist. <laughs> So, I mean, I had some troubles because I was trying to figure out how to meld these two worlds. And what I decided was Disney knows what they're buying if they give a movie to Quentin to do. They know what they're up to. Yeah. They they know what they're buying, right? Yeah. And they, they feel like now that they've done Star Wars, now that they've done Marvel, they can push that envelope a little bit. Yeah. They've earned the right. To experiment right. a little bit here. They've got a little right. bit of extra bank now. Actually, they right. might not because they're probably trying to keep ESPN afloat, but they did <laughs> at some point. Thinking of those goddamn parks. Mm-hmm. The um, So what um, I think they have said to Quentin, to Q as I call him, mm-hmm. is do what you do, tone it down 20%, drop all the N-words. Okay, that seems good. Yeah, right? I think like, that's what Disney would say. If you shoot somebody in the arm, their arm doesn't have to explode off, and you don't have to shout the N-word when it happens, right? You just be like, ow, my arm, I got shot there, and it's like a little hole dripping blood. That's fine. Do you think Samuel L. Jackson ever regrets doing Tarantino movies? Because every white actor in Hollywood has now called him the (laughs) N-word. I, yeah, no. I think he just looks at his bank account and is like, oh, that was that's a good choice. True. That's, that's a good true. choice. Yeah. That's true. All right, so... Yes, I think they should die, and I hope they're burning hell. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so what I did is I have two remakes. I, okay. I did, like, okay. two, okay. like, they're going to let Quentin do live action. Because there nice. are all these Disney remake live action movies. I've seen I've seen the Beauty and the Beast one, obviously. Duh. The Aladdin one's pretty good. Hmm. The, uh, I got about halfway through that, and I just was like, well, I don't need this. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, that's what I, I kind of figured. They're taking one of their old movies, and they're letting Quentin do it as a live-action remake. All right, great. Let, the, he can put his Quentin spin on it. He can yeah. do what he Quinn does. Spin. He's just, yeah. just got to tone it down 20%, drop the N-word. All right. Okay? So the first movie that um, Disney allows him to go at is A Sword in the Stone. Oh, I love that All movie. Right. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, they got some and, fighting in there, too, so the, the, his exactly. violence actually matches the theme. Right, and they would up the fighting, I feel. Yeah, yeah. You know? Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, you yeah. hit with a sword, explode yeah. in blood. Like, come on. <laughs> so, but uh, Quentin would also be down with it because he loves to attempt genres that he hasn't tackled before. Like, uh, when mm. he when he did mm. Death Proof, he did, like, a campy 70s action. Jackie Brown was black exploitation. Kill Bill, martial arts. Inglorious Bastards was a war movie. 
Hateful mm-hmm. Eight was a Western movie. He loves to take on these genres yeah. and kind of put his spin on them. Sounds good. So, like, um, uh, you know, <clears throat> Sword in the Stone is a, uh, you know, a medieval knights and warriors movie. Yeah, a little fantasy epic. Exactly, right. So what his take on it would be a, a really dark and gritty take on the medieval world. You know, where we get to see the bubonic plague and the boils and, you know, the oh, fucking- shit stinks. The, the fucking are, filth they sleep, they, they sit and sleep in, you know? Yeah, yeah. People live to the age of like 32 and they die from yeah. the bubonic plague. Exactly. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the people who live to 32, they're just miserable that they live that long, you know? Gotta find all actors without any teeth, you know, to like be period correct. Sounds good. Yep. We see how badly, you know, women and children are treated in the Middle Ages. You know, Quentin graphic, graphically would show us how, like, horrible it is to live back then, yeah. you know? Um, and we see young Arthur, and he's horribly mistreated by the family who uh, who bought him as a house slave, basically to just, you know, do his, live. Do the dishes, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. No magic, though. He's got to do it, you know, old school. Yeah. With yeah, just to and... kick him around. He's a little yeah. runt, right? Yeah. Exactly, right. One day, Arthur comes across an insane old hermit. Nice. Who believes that he is a wizard prognosticator. Nice. But in reality, he's just a fucking nutcase. You Got know, it. Merlin's, Merlin's just a crazy bastard. Yeah. There's yeah. no wizards. There's no magic in this world. It's just medieval, you know, England. Okay. Yeah, right? Um, but uh, Merlin is convinced that his prognostication, his skills, has seen that young Arthur will one day become a leader. So that kind of... Um, that kind of faith in Arthur, that kind of, you know, you're going to become something, Arthur, builds Arthur up. Nice. You know? He starts to believe the hype. Yeah, exactly. Like, right? He's he, like, you're going to be king. He's like, me? Be king? Yeah. yeah. And he takes him under his wing and teaches him how to, I don't know, what does he teach him, Tom? Does he teach him how to fight? Does he teach him how to lead? Um, I think he teaches him, I think Merlin has the streak in him that's anti-authoritarian. Mm. He, does, he doesn't trust the government. He doesn't trust the, the lords and the knights. So he Just instills... like a crazy old hermit to not trust the government, am I right? <laughs> no shit, right? No shit. So, so he instills that in Arthur, this kind of anti-authoritarian uh, streak. And I was thinking that uh, uh, one day Arthur finds a sword. Okay. Um, yeah, and it would be something weird, like uh, not not pulling it out of a stone or anything like that, even though the movie's called Sword of the Stone. Maybe there's like a lady in a lake who's just like hanging out, having a bath, and she's like, oh my God, I almost cut my toe on this sword. Would you like it? And he's like, the lady of the lake. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I, it's it's something very similar that I came up with. Oh, really? I said that he's walking past the lake. He finds a dead woman oh. in the lake. Uh, and a, a, a clutch to her body is this massive sword. Mm. And the weight of it drowned her. But she didn't let go of it. Oh, fun. Yours is yeah. more mystical sounding. Mine was just like a floozy in a lake handing people swords <laughs> as a system of government. Yeah, A klutzy whore by a water body. <laughs> <laughs> So he takes the sword, and he explains that to Merlin. And Merlin says, "This is the Excalibur. This is the sword. This is the you know the sword of uh, of um, blah blah blah, whatever, right? Destiny. Um, yeah. So then you know the Arthur king. would have that's destiny. That's the word. Uh, so Arthur then uses the sword, and he goes about fulfilling the prophecy of Merlin to become the leader to exact revenge on the family that took him, and that would be, like, bloody. Like, he's just going into that castle, and he's fucking cutting people up with Excalibur. Yeah, yeah. So the guy who was, like, yeah. the knight, he just fucking, one knight just walked yeah. into his room and just cuts his uh, his arm off or whatever, yeah. right? Well, like, like he, he goes yeah, down, like, on the, wound. he goes down from, like, the right clavicle okay, to the right. left to, to the left ribs. Ow. 
I was going to go and to then, the like, nipple, but all the way to the ribs, huh? Yeah, all the way to the ribs. So, like, the top half of his body just kind of flops to the side, and blood's just, like, fucking nice. gushing everywhere. That's a nice That's sword. For, you don't. Very, very Quentin you, as well. You really don't want to get your sword uh, that wet, though. I mean, if that's a good sword, you want to keep that shit dry. Yeah, you gotta you gotta wipe it down. Wipe it down. Wipe it down. A mild soap and water. Um. Yeah, and then you want to hone it a little bit, right? You don't a need to always bit. sharpen it, but you do want to hone it. After you right. cut somebody in half like that, you want to hone the blade. Come on, everybody. You want you want to find the nick and hone it. Yeah. All right, Tom. Let me take a look at the bottom of that glass. Oh, are you done with your story? I am. All right. Well, then let's get you a drink. Right back, people. And we're back. Hey, Tom. Hey, Gary. Don't you just love the fall season? You know what I love most about the fall season, Gary? What's that, Tom? Is it Pumpkin spice lattes. I love a pumpkin spice latte. I have one every day on my way to work. Oh, my God. That's a lot of days. There's nothing better than a chilly fall afternoon under a blanket with fresh-picked apples and a pumpkin spice latte. You know what? It's the mixture. It's the mixture of the hotness and the sweetness, mm-hmm. and it, it warm. You can feel it in your bones. You can feel it in your bones, Gary. Well, you know who else feels this way, Tom? The good Who's people. That? The good people at PumpSpice.yum. PumpSpice.yum. Yeah, PumpSpice.yum is a service that delivers the great taste of pumpkin spice all year long. Not just a fall treat anymore, Gary. Not just a fall treat anymore. Sign up today, um, and they will give you a new pumpkin spice treat every month. But let me ask you, how does that translate into winter, Gary? Well, in winter, you will get a delivery of one pumpkin spice ham to your door on Christmas Eve. Oh, that that, that thought doesn't immediately jump out to you, does it? That's not. No, you wouldn't think to pumpkin spice a ham, would you? (laughs) Now it's May, Tom. You know what you're going to get on a May day like today? It's it's spring. It's spring. It's spring. So they can't possibly jam pumpkin spice into anything in May. So the good people at pumpspice.yum know that you're outside barbecuing away, Mm -hmm. and they're going to get you some pumpkin spice barbecue sauce to slather on some chicken. You're going to have... Pumpkin spice barbecue chicken. Oh my god! Yeah, that sounds mouth watering. And you know, July Fourth is going to come around, and you're going to have a you know what hot hot hot. Oop. This year, God willing, am I right? Oh my god! I hope we make it, guys. <laughs> hope we make it. We're dropping off like flies out here. July Fourth. What happened? July? No, 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 no. Shut your dirty whore mouth, Gary. They cannot jam. Pumpkin spice into anything July Fourth. On July Fourth, prove me you, wrong. You're gonna be parched and you're gonna feel a thirst. And there's only one way you're gonna quench that thirst, Tom, and that is through an pumpkin spice orange lemonade. Oh my God, they've yeah. done it. Yeah, for merely 19.95 per month, you'll get a new pumpkin spice treat each and every month, tater to the season that you're in. Oh my God, that is a dream come true. Can I ask you a question, Gary? Ask me a question, Tom. Do you wish? You had already thought of a special thing you could get for putting in Sidetracks.com. Each and every day we do this, I do. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you get, Gary, if you put in Sidetracks.com? If you put in the uh, promo code (laughs) Sidetracks, what you're going to get is 
Um, it's a twofer in February. Because February is so short, <laughs> you get two things instead of one. Weird. And So they didn't pick a long month to give you two. That but- is weird. And also, for some <laughs> reason, they picked a month that has... No tangible food associated with it, like President's Day. Is there a President's Day food? Is that Valentine's Day? Oh, that's right. It's pumpkin spice <laughs> chocolate for Valentine's Day. We, it's your first delivery. You know what, Gary? And we, we uh, fucking found it. We fucking found it. And also pumpkin spiced <laughs> groundhog meat. Hey, we did oh. it. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Oh, pumpkin I, spice. Don't drive angry, Tom. I need to go change my underwear. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, that is... Uh, <laughs> send us all send the us money. Send us all the money. That might be the last one that we do with these for nope, a while. Nope, nope, nope. we get nope. them back on the rails. Nope, that was Oof. a good one. What are you talking about? All right. <laughs> mm. All right, so we're talking uh, Q takes on D. Q takes on a big D. Q takes uh, a big D. All right, here's a quick one. Quick, quick, quick one, okay? All right. Inglorious frozen bastards. <laughs> God damn it. You know, you know what? What's up? I understand why you love the ideas episode so much. Why is that, Tom? Because you can fucking you can call your shot, man. You walk up the plate, <laughs> you point to left field, fucking uh, dinger off the yeah, left field. Oh, this this is not uh this is nothing. Well but you know what? We go. A plus for title. Thanks. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the title. Yeah, that's a good title. <laughs> Should we All move right, on? Sit- the, no, no, the citizens, <laughs> the citizens of Arendelle. Um, the whole movie starts pretty much like Frozen, right? And she gets, uh, you know, whatever. She freezes her sister, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Have you seen this movie, Gary? <laughs> Have I seen Frozen? Yes. Um, what happens, though, is when she freezes the fucking town, the citizens, like, flip the fuck out. Um, and they're pissed that their queen is now some sort of ice wizard, right? And they're just, <laughs> they decide that they are being like attacked by the trolls right and so they form a special troop of people to go out and uh kill the trolls much like uh they did to kill all the nazis right so their their final end goal is to kill grandpa troll pabby or whatever the fuck that thing's oh, name was. oh my god yeah so uh brad pitt's <laughs> character i forget his name that's elsa right so i think elsa is like pissed that she's an ice queen um and she's going out to Nazis. 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 Does she now speak with like a, a weird lispy southern accent? Bonjour. No. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> God, I love um, that movie so much. Uh Hans is the bear Norwegian. Okay. The the Norwegian bear? Yeah, the Norwegian bear. Yeah. <laughs> does he have a bat? He does have a bat. Nice. Oh, but instead of a bat, it's like a, it's like um, one like of those a, ice, uh, ice shoes things, you know? Oh, okay. You know, tennis rackets. Or well, I was gonna say like like um, like one of those weird curved clubs from one of those fucking ridiculous Norwegian sports they play. Oh yeah, high line. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, any bullshit sport that they play, that's there. just like an yeah. excuse to hit each other. You know, it's like one of those instead of a bat. And then I think Anna is kind of like the um, uh, that one girl who ran away and um. And inglorious bastards, and he doesn't shoot her, and she ends oh. up um, at the movie theater trying yeah, yeah, to kill yeah. Hitler. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Very nice. Uh, that's all I got for that one. There's a lot of field to play in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can it be done? Can you take Frozen and turn it into inglorious so bastards? You... I was thinking that if um, they get to like one of the trolls and they decide not to kill him, they're just going to carve a snowflake <laughs> into his forehead. <laughs> 
fuck, man? Oh, you just made me want to do that movie. You just, you just made me want to do that as a story right there. Oh, mm-hmm. that is graphic and beautiful. So, if we were going to do Let It Go as a Nazi theme, <laughs> how yeah. would we do it? Maybe Letting It Go is like your life or something, because they were all about killing people. You know, I feel like it's going to be hard to do this because I feel like those trolls are going to be really empathetic or sympathetic, right? Like you're not going to want to see a bunch of people kill those trolls with a with a Norwegian bat. Yeah, why or did bat. that's interesting? Why did you decide the trolls were the Nazis? I feel like it was all their fault, right? Like who else is giving all this magic? Where does like where did she get the magic from, right? I mean, in Frozen Two, they might talk about it. I forget that movie was no good. It was fine, whatever. <laughs> But I blame the trolls, right? They're like, oh, that movie is stupid. Not Hans. Not Hans. The trolls. The trolls, yeah. I mean, Hans is a fucking German name. But no, he's not the Nazi. No, it was definitely the trolls. He was just one guy. (laughs) He was looking to get laid. Wants to become a king. I get it. We all get it. We all want to be king someday, right? Am I I right, Tom? He's fine. No, you're 100% right. He made a few mistakes, you know. Listen, if I could empathize with anyone in that movie, it was Hans. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, He's like, listen, you look kind of cold. I'm just going to put the fire out, and whatever happens, happens. It's not my fault. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. This is not murder. I just put a fire out. That's it. That's it. I'm not sure why you can't just crawl into a warmer room. Anyway, I gotta go. You seem to have your own thing going on here. I'll talk to you when you're not on the rag. Am I right? (laughs) Oh, man. You know what? Feminine hygiene is rarely covered in uh, princess stories in Disney. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, all of those characters that are trapped in towers... Um, like, yep. like, like, fucking, um, um, Sleeping Beauty. Once a yeah. month, once a month, something was happening there, and nobody's oh, coming by and changing. Can you her. imagine the smell coming out of that fucking glass case <laughs> she was sleeping in? Oh my god! You crack, Whoa! You crack that open. You're like, I ain't kissing that. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Uh, I am into kissing dead chicks in the woods. Do not get me wrong, <laughs> but you smell rank. Okay. <laughs> I don't know you what you think my kink is, but you were not it. Yeah. When Tell I opened what, this I used... case for the dead chick that I was going to make out with, yeah, I'm down with it. But I popped that open. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Usually I just take them to the river. I dip them in a few times and just get to business. But you, that's not going to be enough. I dip you in a fire. Come on. Holy cow. There's got to be another princess around here somewhere I can confuse and just let me become the king. Yeah, right. <laughs> can I tell you something, Tom? You sure can. Can I just fucking sure tell can. you something? No, you, you fucking can. Uh, I, you know, I am an office worker. I work in an office, which means that um, most of my days I'm in meetings, and which means most of the days I am on a video call, much like this one, right? So you're loving this then? Like after you're done with work, you start doing this? After I'm done with work, I, I, I sit down and I talk to you, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I cannot stand the sight of my own fucking face anymore. Um, I look like one of those trolls from the movie Frozen. I think I am pop-up troll or where the fuck that thing is. So you don't like looking at yourself anymore? Oh, no, I can't stand it. It is like um, I used to think, yeah, whatever, I'm an average-looking guy. Now I feel like I am the ugliest person you have ever faced the entire uh, on the face of the earth because I pff, can't stand it. You know like, what? What's up? Thank you 
for the um, the lead in to my next story, which is Quasimodo. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> no, were you done with your story? I'm sorry. That's fine. That's all I had. <laughs> I just wanted you to know I felt I feel very ugly from having to look at my face. Gary, all day. Gary, yellow. Yeah, you're a beautiful man with a beautiful soul. Not you too. <laughs> it's not your fault, Gary. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's not your fault. That was a stretch to get you there, but you were there. Yeah, <laughs> not you, man. Not you. It is my fault. I feel like I need to like look. My eyebrows are huge. Like, look at those things. They're like these could be on your big eyebrow head, right? Like, holy cow. Yeah, but my like, head is twice on? the size of yours, so I can pull off the brows. You do have a larger head. You're right, and your eyebrow to head ratio, I think, is doing better than mine now. Yeah. <laughs> I found out. Rec- I found out this weekend that my head has grown. Three clicks on a bicycle helmet. How is that even possible? I put my helmet on for the first time in two years. I had to loosen it three clicks. Hey, hey you know what? You know what brightened my fucking day? <laughs> Seeing your wife and your two young daughters running a 5K with you on a fucking bike. <laughs> like like fat little Max Trainer from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I was like, hey, it's, it's that trainer. You got him, little Mac. Aim for the jaw. Just pump, hitting your daughter on the shoulder, giving listen, her a little bit of extra uh, effort there. Listen, listen, yeah. listen, okay? Yeah. Um, if you think of it the other way around, mm-hmm. I'm the only smart one who thought, God, a bike's easier than running. Yeah, oh, my God. This shit. Holy cow. You could have gotten in the car and just kind of trailed them, you know? Uh, you're looking good. Yeah, but I could only hold my attention for like 15 <laughs> seconds, and I would have ran over one of them. All right, right. <laughs> it's got music blaring, drinking a, drinking a Coke. <laughs> okay, like a nice run, girls. <laughs> no, I was awesome, man. Uh, like oh, finishing, were you? Finishing off that 5K, man. Yeah. I fucking crushed my kids on that bike. Did you? Yeah. Did you? You just like beat them like fucking, a minute or two? Fucking stop pedaling like crazy. <laughs> Got man. you. Nice. I will say this. I will say this. At the end, right, some people held up what looked like like red vines or Twizzlers, like tied end to end oh. to make a finish oh, that line. Sounds like, that sounds lovely. Yeah. And it took everything in my soul to not pedal ahead and break through that line before my daughter, oh who my just God. ran a 5K. Before your 10-year-old daughter? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't, because then you would be an actual monster. <laughs> but you're focusing on the wrong part of the story. I didn't do it. I know. That's true. That's true. There were, there were a couple of uphills. And oh, I, did you get off? I got have off her, the bike. Have her push it? And I walked next to her. Yeah. Didn't, don't you ride a bike twice a day, every day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you still still needed to walk up them hills, huh? It was, it was a big hill. It was a big hill, Gary. You do have big hills around here. It now. was like the Mount Vesuvius of uh, bike hills. I think one of the scaredest I've ever been is trying to drive through like some of the neighborhoods around your house, and my, you know, my car didn't have the best winter tires on it, and it was just like sliding. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are 15 corpses in the stream next to my house of people who didn't make it through winter. Yeah, yeah. I was almost one of them. So, yay! <laughs> I've totally eaten your ass, man. Just the ass. I was about to say this. This just is, the wow. ass. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have more stories to tell. Oh, let's tell more stories. I'm going next. Okay. All right. This next one is Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Quasimodo. That's me, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Thanks for the lead-in. This is a quick one like yours, okay? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is- Isolated and, uh, and shunned for his grotesque appearance. 
right? Mm-hmm. He's a fucking monster to look at. You know, and he's he got may... a shitty name. He's got a shitty name. They could have called oh. him Charles. Yeah, right. Charles is a French name. Yeah. Jacques, it would have been fine. Yeah, right. They were like, how about we just take a bunch of fucking syllables and just string them together, and then we're going to call this motherfucker that. Buzzmodo. All right, there you go. It's done. Let's go. <laughs> if this story had never existed, mm-hmm. and somebody said, I think you'd like my cousin Quasimodo. I think you and her would hit it off. But this story never existed. The name Quasimodo had never existed before. You would hear her cousin Quasimodo, and you'd be like, I'm not dating some chick named Quasimodo. Is that his first name or his last name? It doesn't matter. Either answer. Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. It's fucking both. It's Quasimodo, Quasimodo. I will tell you, I've never seen that movie or read a book about Quasimodo. Like, I've never never had any, like... First-hand interaction with a Quasimodo story, Hunchback of Notre Dame story. But you do know the general outline, I'm sure. Yeah, I do. Yeah, sanctuary, sanctuary. You know, right? Yeah. Is that because it was raining out? Like, I don't really remember. I don't think he was allergic to rain. (laughs) I think it was more the mob of people who were trying to kill him. Was he allergic to the mob? He was allergic. (laughs) Were they wearing like sheepskins? A lot of wool. Oh, sanctuary. It's very itchy out here. <laughs> that mob is covered in latex. Sanctuary. <laughs> oh, wow. It's a very uh, very hip mob. Huh? Yeah. Just running around with a bunch there, of condoms out- on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were into electronica, you know? I'd be yelling for sanctuary, too. If a yeah. mob of guys wearing condoms, I know the condoms are running at me. Sanctuary. God damn it, Sanctuary. <laughs> At least you're being safe. Stay safe out there, guys. <laughs> yeah, especially in France. You fucking French people. Um, so he is isolated, shunned for his grotesque appearance, right? Shun, shun, shun. Shun, shun, shun. Grotesque, grotesque, grotesque. Quadimoto <laughs> just wants to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he, he finds continually that he's the subject of everybody's like morbid and cruel curiosity. Like Everyone's just fucking mean to him. He, like, yeah. he, he hides from people. Uh, but whenever he shows his face, people are just like horribly horrible to him. Horribly horrible. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like you, like you would be. All right. I would be. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. All right. So he lives in the underworld of Paris, right? the Paris sewers, but he mm-hmm. only ventures out at night. Makes sense. Yeah. Fucking horrible, hideous thing, man. Uh, yeah. uh, one day, uh, the tormenting finally breaks him, and he stands up for himself, and he fights back. Nice. And what he finds is that his... His weird, fucked up, um, like physiological, like bone structures and shit, have mm-hmm. made him like freaky strong. Nice. So he just like grabs somebody who's like tor- like tormenting him, just fucking. Hey, like, ugly! And, is yeah. somebody just like like hey, ugly, and is like poking him right in the right in the cheek, like something really uh, innocuous and annoying, like hey, ugly, hey, ugly, hey, hey. <laughs> well, what? Hey. Is, yeah, it's like hey. that, right? We're like hey. what? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like that. It's like it's like that, uh, but not. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> no, it's it's no, it's like yeah, like 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 pitchforks. Is it pitchforks and torches? Uh, yep, yep. But what they do is they light the tip of the pitchforks on fire. Oh my god, these guys are fucking next level. Two birds, one stone, my friend. Yeah, that's it. Two birds, hey, one I got, stone. <laughs> I got four candles. I got a pitchfork. <laughs> you know, you know what, you know what? It's not good for. What's that? Bailing hay. No, no. But scaring ugly people, boom. Yes. That's a great day, scared ugly people. Light these four candles on my pitchfork. We got this. <laughs> they ain't going to know what's coming at them. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, the hell like, is that? <laughs> <laughs> is that 
like a like an army of fireflies coming at me? Nope, that's <laughs> fifty pitchforks. As you run down the street, away from them. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so, so like he gets sick of like oh this tormenting right, and eventually yeah. he just grabs one guy and he just fucking mm-hmm. tears his arm off. You know what would be fun? Yeah. Is if it's like the one guy who's like, oh, be nice to Quasi, guys. Yeah. Be nice to Quasi. But yeah. eventually he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Who gives a shit, right? And he's like, hey, Quasi. And he starts poking him in the cheek. And he's like, hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if it was like three guys who were fucking pushing him around, like punching him okay. in the, the big ugly face, like like humping his hump, you know, like doing all horrible stuff. Yeah, right? I like that. Hey, humpy, what's up? You like this humpy? <laughs> like, is right this between... your girlfriend back here? Huh? <laughs> like, 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 you know, between the hump and the chin, you got that nice oh, crease. Oh, yeah. You could just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, you get, like holding his head back to get the tighter <laughs> squeeze between the hump. The yeah. Yep. I can see that. Like, I can see it being like, you know what? That's too much. That would be too much for me, right? Like, uh, I don't like hurting people, but when I you like hump my her. hump with my own neck, that is too far. I like how you become holier than now after just <laughs> suggesting it. <laughs> well, you know what? Once I thought about it, it, it didn't sound very fair. That, that, that's fair too far, Tom. That's too far. That's just too far, Tom. Yeah. All right. I, I'm going to find somebody else to do a podcast, somebody with a little bit of moral character. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. They won't be able to put up with you. Good thing I brought this lube. <laughs> a little French spit's not good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to you want to really glide on there? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Uh, you don't want to get a um, like a friction rash on somebody's hump because God no. knows last time he washed that hump. Am I right? Oh my God! Yeah, right. And you imagine he, he probably wearing like some sort of old raggedy cloak, and that guy did not look like he Best was uh, doing laundry very often, no, right? No. And also, you don't want to be the weirdo be like, "Hey, can you please take off your clothes, ugly guy?" That you know, yeah. it's too far. Yeah, right. <laughs> a bridge too far. So when one guy starts going at the hump. Yeah. What do you think the other two start saying? Are they like looking around like shit? Ah, uh, it's getting this, late. <laughs> this is not where I thought tonight was gonna go. Hey, um, Jacques. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, me and Bill, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Uh, now, there's actually like French whores like right over there. Like there's all these women for like a like one of these small round coin things. I got a pocket full of them. Yeah. Uh, P- Pierre. I know you said you were going to fuck his hump tonight, but we said a lot of shit back there, and none of us really meant any of it. Yeah, yeah. And I this see this French I wine see, goes I, whoop right to your head, huh? <laughs> and I see your hips deep on hump over there, my friend. <laughs> you know what is actually scary right now is that you attack this with a plan. Like you had a plan. I can see your plan. You got his head pulled back. Yeah. Uh, you've moved the cloak down. Yeah. Like the whole, like yeah. you thought this through. You actually brought a thing of lube, which is also very awkward. It's hard to find uh, lube in 18th century France, but you did it. So great. Congratulations. And this is, this is how you're going to use it. All right. And the face you're pulling, the face is really disturbing me, Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> I'd understand lust, I'd understand anger, but whatever that face is, it is uncomfortable. <laughs> Me and Claude are out, all right, Pierre? We out. You do what you gotta do. You do you, Pierre. You do oh, you. you. You do the hump, apparently, but yes, we out. <laughs> Me, and Cl- Me and Claude are out. And that's pretty much the end of my story. All right, he rips off a guy's arm because yep. he's got super strength, right? This whole time he had super strength, didn't know. Then what? Yeah. 
Uh, basically, he, goes on a fucking he, he gets a t- he gets a taste for that shit. He gets a nice. taste for it. So he starts standing up for himself, and, and like, and now eventually a mob builds up that is actually going after him for a reason. Now he's not oh, just yeah. ugly. Now he's the now he's the arm puller of uh, Southern Paris. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah. He's you know. a fucking monster now. He's a right, fucking exactly. monster. Yeah. But there is one woman who probably played by Uma Thurman, right? Because it's Quentin Tarantino. There's one woman yeah. who never wears shoes. But she sees that inner light in Quasimodo, that person he was before all the people were so mean to him. And she Wait, tries... Hey, Did what? you say she never wears shoes? No. Quentin Tarantino is a huge foot fetish. You didn't know that? No, I, haven't, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. If you, if you rewatch any Quentin Tarantino movie and just keep a lookout for feet, they're very prominent in all of his movies. <laughs> really? Yeah. Even in The Hateful Eight? The Hateful Eight? It was Eight? pretty cold in that, in that cabin. Uh, maybe not the hateful eight. All right, I think definitely in Kill Bill. Kill Bill, one hundred percent. Definitely in Pulp Fiction. Definitely in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. In yep. um um oh, uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the girl had her feet pressed up against the windshield as she's getting driven around. Um, I didn't see that one. Oh, okay, that's a good one. In that vampire movie, and he sucks on Salma Hayek's feet in that movie. Okay. Uh, and he wrote that. And he wrote it, and he wrote himself the part where he sucks on Selma Hayek's feet. So basically, Quasimodo um, meets this girl who never wears shoes, uh, played by Uma Thurman. <laughs> okay. And, and she sees that inner beauty in him, and she pulls him back from the, the arm ripper of Southern Paris. Do you think he just always arms? Do you think he goes for a leg? Maybe a, maybe just a, like the uh, a couple of fingers? See, no, maybe I'll nose? say this. The, the satisfying spurt of blood only happens if you pull an arm right from the joint. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So he's not he's not an elbow guy like, oh, I just want to like take like, I just want a little bit to no. snack on later. No, he has the whole arm every yeah. time. Yeah, the whole arm right from the joint. All right. Tom, that sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> okay. That's a must make. <laughs> All right. My last one is my favorite, but you go next. Uh, mine's mine's my least favorite. I always I always do my least favorite. Oh, last. I, I always go least favorite first. It's not funny. Yeah, I know, I know. Mine isn't very good. It's uh, Toy Story, um, with the like the plot of Pulp Fiction, but they're all toys, right? Um, so I assume Woody would be Butch, which was um, yeah, uh, Die Hard there, Bruce Willis. Yep. Um, Buzz is Marcellus Wallace, right? Because I feel like they they start they start very contentious and they grow together. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I wrote Mr. Potato Head equals Ham, which is two Toy Story characters. <laughs> but I did not mean that. Um, Ham is um, Samuel L. Jackson's character, uh, Jules. Jules, yeah. And Rex, the dinosaur, is Vince. <laughs> and then the three-eyed alien there yeah. uh, is the gimp. Oh, my yeah. God. How about Zed? Could Zed, Zed be is sl- dead, baby. Slinky? <laughs> yeah, because Slinky feels like he gets pulled apart pretty bad, exactly, right? So that, right, yeah. that actually fucking fits. I really tried to find who could be the wolf because I thought the wolf as a character is amazing. And I thought the only thing I could think of was the RC car because he seems to pull people out of shit all the time. Right? Oh, you said an RC? Fine, we'll be fine. <laughs> I dig it, man. I dig it. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, no, but the um, the fucking nutcase neighbor with the cross, the skull and crossbones on his shirt, has to be someone. He's the only psychopath from the Toy Story. 
Oh, Sid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sid's got yeah, yeah. somebody. I, th- I was like, who's a nutcase neighbor in Pulp Fiction? That makes no sense. <laughs> but you, but yeah, but when you thought, when you realized I'm talking about Toy Story, you knew what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, I know Sid. <laughs> He's just pulling people apart, right? Yeah, right? Who's like the craziest fucker in Pulp Fiction? Maybe that's Zed. Yeah, maybe that's Zed, right? He was... Yeah. Uh, He's the really psychopath. Let me ask you this. Do you have anything else or just who the characters would be? That's all I got. All that's right, all I all got. Right, all yeah, right. sorry. I dig it. I dig it. Um, do you want my last one? I want your last one, Tom. All right. So this is... My theory here was Disney went to Quentin and said... Quentin? Quentin. Quentin? 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 Quentin. Clinton? 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 Cutie. Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton? Cutie. Not like they, Bill Clinton. They went to Bill Clinton and they said, listen, our catalog is priceless. We can't let you mess with it. But do you have another story you'd like to tell, but you could tell it as a cartoon in the Disney genre? Keeping in mind that we do Marvel and Star Wars and you can go PG-13 Possibly yeah. push that R rating, but keep it close to PG thirteen as you can. You sure can, yeah. And you can he's the modern day Disney movies, absolutely. Right, and he said, absolutely. I've got an idea, something a different genre I've wanted to do, um, like epic poem uh, that I've never done anything like epic. that before. Did you say epic poem? Those are the two words that escape my mouth. Yes, Gary. Would you like me to keep going? Please keep going. Yeah. All right. So Quinton says yes. You know, I've always wanted to do an epic poem. (laughs) (laughs) And I could do it as a cartoon with music. Is this something you, like, woke up in the middle of the night and just wrote on a piece of paper by your bedstand? It was like, Quentin Tarantino, epic poem. Let's get Bill Clinton involved. This is good. This is good stuff. All right, I'll I'll flush it out in the morning. Actually, this this entire paragraph, I yelled out during an orgasm, so. Okay. All right. Well, at least nobody heard you. Am I right? (laughs) Hey-oh. Got him, got him, coach. <laughs> got him, coach. <laughs> All right. So this movie is called Dante's Journal Journey. Oh. Okay. Is it a is it a volcano movie? Uh, no, not Dante's. Uh, not 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 a Dante. Not what? Joe vs. the volcano. Wow. What are you talking Dante's about? Dante's Peak, the volcano movie. Oh, Dante's you know, not Peak. that. Dante's Inferno. I like, I like how you went to Joe vs. the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Dante's, Dante's, Joe, where's the volcano? Yeah. Okay, is, good. Your brain's working fine, too. Is there nobody, like named, is there nobody named Joe Dante? I feel like that's a person. I, I, someone's out there. Fucking Google him. He probably owns an insurance Listen, agency. if anyone out there is named Joe Dante, if you could just uh, email just us at dickhead at sidetracks.com, that'd be great. That's American film director, Joe Dante. Hmm. I knew there was. Oh, Fuck sure you. you did. Did he direct um, um, Joe, where's the volcano? He didn't. Oh, Dante speak. <laughs> he directed Piranha, The Howling, Explorers, Inner Space. No, wait. Is Inner Space the good one? Yes, it is. Oh, he directed Inner Space? You go, yeah. Joe Dante. What's one yeah. of my favorite movies of all time? The yeah, Burbs, Joe... Gremlins 2. Oof. Roof. Hey, buddy. Gremlins 2. Sorry. <laughs> Key and Peel really put you on blast for Gremlins 2. You're not coming back from that shit. That fucking sketch that they put you on blast for? Forget it. <laughs> Um, so Dante's journey, right? Mm-hmm. So this takes place in a future where civilization is that you're yes. more interested in my movie ideas than I am in yours. <laughs> yes, I do. I okay, do 
I thought that was just me. All right, go ahead. <laughs> nope, we both agree on that. You could give two shits about what I'm talking about when we do yeah. movie ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I actually so kind of then, wish you would interrupt my movie ideas more so they sound less terrible, right? When no, I'm like, see, Woody is a character, and you're like, <laughs> okay, keep going. I'm like, I got nothing. That's all I got. But then what's funny is then we're like, all right, since you just shit all of my ideas, we'll do one of your ideas, and then I have to write the fucking movie for it. That's true. You do have to write the movie for it. <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, everything's coming up, Gary. <laughs> so Dante's journey, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Where it, it takes place in the future, civilization is divided into nine distinct levels of haves and have-nots. You know, like or maybe this is just India. Is right. it India or the future? Well, like I do talk about castes and stuff, so it's basically okay. India, right? In the, okay, but like there is a economic and a physical distinction between these categories. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Where there is no intermingling between these two these levels, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, the daughter of a shit shover, who <laughs> is who is the lowest of the low in the bottom level. Shit shover mm-hmm. is the worst job you can, as you can imagine. Yeah. Th- the name of the job is not a misnomer. It is the worst job you could have in this civilization. You literally <laughs> shovel, shovel shit. You're a shit shover. Yes. Uh, but his daughter is kidnapped by the upper echelon, the uppermost echelon, because of her extreme beauty. Right? Oh, that's right? a pretty shit shover right there, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'd shove her shit any day. <laughs> oh, that's not too far. God. <laughs> I can guarantee. Listen. I'll give you $100 if you let me keep that line in this edit. $100. (laughs) Well, think about it. (laughs) How old is she when she's kidnapped? How old is she when she's kidnapped? 16. Oh, if you gave me 18, then we got, I'll meet you at 25 and 18. We're good. 25, 18. I got 25, 18. We're good. (laughs) Can I hear 25, 18? I got 25, 18. 18. (laughs) (laughs) So she's kidnapped because she's extremely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shit shover, his name is Boom. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Listen, I didn't uh, make this up. I didn't make it up. Uh, okay. No, I totally did. Uh, boom must now travel through the seven levels that separate him from his daughter using all of his wit, charm, and brute strength he can muster. Oh, I, I got Dante's Inferno. No, yeah. look at you. Huh? Yeah. And each, oh, I, each level I got to tell will, you that. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, in the eighth grade, you and I both had to read Dante's Inferno because uh, we were in the same English class, uh-huh. and uh, it took me until right fucking now after you said <laughs> epic poems, no fucking reason to Dante's Inferno that I did not fucking catch on. That's the dumbest fucking shit I've ever. F- and then you had the fucking levels. Oh my fucking! So That's why I should just let you fucking talk because this is like a th- uh, what thirty-five second uh, story idea, and I uh, just interrupt every other word. Yeah, cool. All right. Hey, everybody, listen. In Italy, back in like 1500s, okay, this guy Virgil wrote this really cool poem. Okay, He walks through hell. There's like nine levels. Tom is totally tracking to that. I know you're surprised to hear this from me right now because obviously you've never heard of any of this. Holy shit. I'm a retard. You <laughs> Did you say epic poem? I said epic poem. <laughs> I did say epic poem. Yeah. So that is my last story. <clears throat> I think that is beautiful. <laughs> Do you have the other, like, whatever, eight names of casts, right? Or the, yeah. 
Well, I was thinking um, um, Boom would be Boom Greg... the Shit Shover. Boom the Shit Shover would be... No, 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 the levels. What are the names of the levels? Oh, there's, um, there's, uh, what are the, there's, um, fucking Whiskey Man. Listen, when Dude, I... I'm when with I, you, man. When I was putting this... I'm, I'm right there. <laughs> when I was putting this story together, I actually went back and re-researched all this stuff. But now, fucking Whiskey Man, it's gone. All right. Cool. Yeah. I know, I know, the, I know, I know. Uh, the um, Lucifer was the first level. Surprisingly, you'd think he'd be level nine, but he was the first level. That's weird. Put Lucy right up the front gates, huh? Make yeah. sure he's he's checking the door. He's the bouncer. Yeah, but that's yeah. where the, the, the the gate is. Where the famous line comes from: "Abandon all hope, ye who enter here." That was oh. written, that was written on the front gate. It's hmm. a weird place to write it. <laughs> You want to pe- you want to get people in, then you close the door, and then you're like, oh, by the way, you're fucked. You're fucked yeah. right here, guys. You, you're fucked. Right. That plaque should be on the other side of the gate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go in there. That fucking sounds terrible. That place sounds like shit. You know what? I'm just gonna walk. Keep walking. Is there an escalator or an elevator? Oh, even better, an elevator. Ooh, an elevator would be nice. I know sloth is one of the bad sins, but an elevator up to heaven <laughs> would be nice. <laughs> we would have let you in, but you took the elevator, and you that's a deadly sin. Elevator. Oh, <laughs> God. There was an Ooh. old lady waiting in line there, and you kind of cut in front of her, so you are Fuck. going to hell. Fucking Go see Lucy at the front gate. <laughs> All right, so what story are we doing next week? Gary, do you have Dante. a thought? Okay, I have a thought. And I love Dante's Inferno. However, I don't know what it has to do with Disney nor Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> All right. Um, I felt the journey through the levels would be extremely bloody. Quentin. Okay. Yes. All right. And he sings songs along the way. <gasps> Disney. All right, then I'm in. If we're going to write a song or two. We have to write um, a song. Then I'm in. We have to write um, a song. Uh, yeah. All right. That's the one I vote for. What All right. Let's do that. For? We're going to right, do great. Dante's Journey, and we're going. it is going to include an original Tom and Gary masterpiece Disney song. And all good. of the Quentin blood and guts that you all adore. That's it. Um. Would it be easy? Oh, you know what we should do is we should take a song from another Disney movie to make that actually possible. Oh, yeah. There was no other way to do that. Okay, good, good. I was about to say, maybe we should redo an ending where we say we're going to do it like a different movie just in, case, just in case we cannot write a song. But we could totally take The Little Mermaid Listen. and turn it into a fucking uh, a song about being in hell. That's fine. I was not going to be sitting at a piano. Trying to get my best. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> trying, to, trying to poke out some keys to find an original song. No, no, no. You'd be in the chair behind the piano poking at Rachel saying, poke at those keys. <laughs> Let's find us a song here. Come on. <laughs> no, we're taking a song that already exists in the Disney universe and we're changing the lyrics. Adapting, yeah. To Dante's Inferno. Should we right now yes. pick a movie yes. to meld into Dante's Inferno? Give me an example. The Little Mermaid songs in uh, this movie. Oh, you want to pick the Beauty now and the... the Beast in this movie? Aladdin songs in this movie. Um, Brave Little Toaster. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Sorry, Brave Little Toaster is that from Beauty and the Beast? Is that a song from Beauty and the Beast? I don't <laughs> there's, remember. There's a fucking movie named Brave Little Toaster. 
Oh, really? You know what it's about? Oh, it's about a brave little toaster. It is about a little, little toaster. Yeah. I have, I have like uh, passing memories of this on YouTube at some point, maybe. Interesting, interesting. Mm. Let's do. We we never did Little Mermaid, so let's say we're going to steal let's, a song from the Little Mermaid, retool it for Dante and his Devil Journey. Yeah, it's fine. Just pick the best Disney music ever. That sounds great. I mean, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Little great. Mermaid, it, it is. All right. Uh, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, sorry if we got off script a little bit here, but uh, it is called Sidetrack, so yeah. you should expect that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's it's uh, really on you at this point. <laughs> um, please like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also, can you just go back through our catalog and download all of our episodes? Because our downloads just don't look great right now. And it would really boost the ego of Tom and myself if the downloads um, took a little bit of a jump. Just a little bit of a jump. Michigan. Yeah. We should. Yeah. Fucking every, you. Every month. Fuck every you, week. Michigan. Yeah. I want You won't talk to us. I get it. But go and re-download every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of sending us an email, just download all the episodes. Oh, That's- or you know what? Tell a goddamn friend for once, Ooh, huh? I've got a different idea. What's up? Tell your priest. Because if you've listened to us, you've broken some of the cardinal sins. Yeah, you're not a good person. No, you're, you're not, not a good person. You're not a good person if you listen to us. So go and tell your priest about us. Yep. Um, and follow us on Instagram at sidetracks <laughs> underscore show. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, email us at tom at sidetracks.show, Gary at sidetracks.show, or him. dickhead at sidetracks.show. That's me again. That's both of us. <laughs> uh, thank you, Rachel, for creating theme songs for us. Please check out Rachel's podcast. We've got Mail, uh, where she talks with her sister Katie about being a zenial and yeah. uh, about cutting off dolls' heads. I don't think they cut off any dolls' heads. That was weird. About uh, music, movies, hair fashion from the 80s and yeah. 90s and what it was like to grow up with an uh, analog childhood and a digital adulthood. Can I ask you this, Gary? Yeah, what's up? What's is, up, what's it, up? is it too late for us to just steal their idea for the show? Because they seem to be a lot more popular than us. Uh, yeah, I think that it's too late. Oh, okay. I mean, we could steal it and then not get downloads <laughs> that way. I don't think it really matters at this point. Either way, right? Yeah. <laughs> Next... Next week, we'll be describing our bowel movements, uh, and it'll have the same effect as doing this show. (laughs) Bye. Bye.